0: Good time of the day, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean. I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Happy
1: Monday Thursday.
0: Maundy Thursday, or Good Friday, in reality, because yeah. they'll be listening to this on Friday. Mm-hmm. Have a blessed fast. It's pronounced Maundy? Or Maude? No way. No. That was a question, not a it's Maude. declaration. It's Maundy. Monday. Yeah, there's an N in it. What does it mean?
1: Uh it's the Thursday before Easter.
0: Why do I always think it's Maundy?
1: I don't know. Uh it's M A U N D Y. Okay, what does it mean? Um Monday comes to us from the Anglo-French word derived from the Latin mandatum, which means commandment.
0: Okay, why is it used for today? Um because of the last supper. It
1: commemorates the Monday and Last Supper of Jesus Christ with the
0: apostles. Okay. Did you do anything to commemorate the or celebrate the Monday and celebration of the Last Supper?
1: Yes, I went to church and we had a service with foot washing, and then we uh, celebrated the insti- inst institution of communion by participating in the feast
0: nice the feast of there, communion or did you have yeah. another feast on no no
1: tonight. the feast of communion there there is right now a prayer vigil going on uh which i am neglecting like a heathen i'm so sorry um so
0: you're welcome <laughs> listeners <laughs> I had I had my own Thurs Thursday Maundy Yep, still an N there. Thursday. It's a silent N. It's celebration. Okay. Um, it was much probably much less structured than yours. Um myself, Becca and Isaac um participated by having um beef brisket, which I made in the slow cooker today well this morning mm-hmm. um and we had some um what's it called what did i ask you if you were eating before this Matza. Matza, matzo ball soup we had matzo ball soup which is very good i don't really know what it is it's just kind of these like it's kind of like um I'm gonna say soggy bread, which sounds terrible. That does. But imagine, imagine if instead of in chicken noodle soup, instead of having noodles, you just had like
1: soggy bread. Bread. Still, yeah. <laughs> like that still sounds bad, though.
0: No, but it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then we did we. So then we read from the Passover in Exodus. And then we read also from the Last Supper in um, Luke. And then partook in the... What did you say? Celebrated the... No, I said we participated in the feast. Yeah, but then you also said you were celebrating the inaugural... The, something oh, the, the
1: instantiation of communion.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. By having... Um, Matzah crackers, um, and wine. Mm. So that was our celebration.
1: Well, I have just returned from
0: a conference in Baltimore. Yeah, I have. I have a question after yeah, this. Yeah, fire away. Do you want me to ask, ask that now yeah, or later? go for it? Are you going back home for Easter? Because yeah. if so, why did you come all the way to Potsdam <laughs> if you're literally gonna like drive tomorrow back to Pennsylvania? I've got I've got things to do. Okay, okay, sounds People good. People to see. A, yep. Tell us about the uh, the conference.
1: Uh, I thought it was really so-so. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I I am going to sound like a braggadocious monster for the okay. next bit, likely. So just brace yourselves. Okay. Um, the average conference presentation is bad it's like me very mediocre to bad Mm -hmm. and so i go and i sit at these talks for hours in a row and they're all so mediocre and i'm like how on earth do do these these presentations happen don't people know how to present things like Mm. like they realize presentations is like half of research right the other half Probably is grant. Not. The other half is grant writing. Um, yeah, I stand by that. Um, but like, how? I, I I don't understand why the the average quality of the presentations are so low.
0: Um, um, not to continue to berate these people, but yeah. you feel it is a a lack of social presence or their presentation in a whole is the information is being presented poorly the the data and the charts and graphs are bad or is mm-hmm. it all of the above
1: all of the above uh people are either not confident enough and that's like your grad students or they're way too confident and that's your like professors who didn't prepare anything mm-hmm. um and think they can just go up there and wing it no one can do that Um, This guy. (laughs) No, no, no one can give a coherent presentation, winging it. Um, Lots of people also have very bad slides, and just a perennial problem with research is assuming that your audience knows what you're talking about. Because Mm. never assume that. Assume they know absolutely nothing. And it is it is such. Forget your research. Just explain Mm -hmm. what is going on for the first half of it. Say as little as you can about your actual work, and then boom, say this is what it means. Get out which, of there.
0: Which is, in their defense, as someone who has presented not quite to this level, maybe, I don't know, but for my senior design project, we had to mm-hmm. make present presentations that sound similar to this, or at least in theory were preparing for us for something yep. like this. And one of the things that is the hardest to do is you know – like. You know so much about your research or the things, the project that you're doing, Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to not just assume that everybody else has that same level of knowledge as you, Mm -hmm. and so you don't – it feels like terrible and boring to go back and just say this, I did this, this, and this. I made these assumptions. I did all of these things, but you have to do that or else everybody else is just going to be like, okay, how did they get from point A to point G because – you're going to start at point G if you don't give all those points in between.
1: I cannot tell you how many presentations, not just at this conference, but just in my life I've been there. I'm like, wait, what, like, what is even the point of this? Like Mm. what on earth are they trying to accomplish with this? I have, I have no clue. Um, and so, so yeah, say what you're trying to do, how, like what on earth the situation is. And then, why is it not Say yeah say like this accomplishes our goal for this purpose that's that's your whole presentation it's 20 minutes there that's no time
0: at all okay so besides anyway. all of these other subpar ones was yours also subpar or was yours good no
1: i thought i i thought mine was good um i was runner up again for best paper um so can't it, bring home the gold it, though i know uh, it was though no, i wrote this i wrote the paper in like
0: that two weeks that makes me that makes me so. sound really terrible i'm very proud of you <laughs> no. it no, 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 seems no, no, like no. a great accomplishment
1: no i would feel worse if i had one best paper um okay. because i i wrote it in two weeks and it, it was like anyway
0: but i don't want to like instill a culture of you have to succeed in order for me to be proud of you okay i'm not sure you're worried about <laughs> that but i am not <laughs> I <laughs> just wanted um, to be clear But uh, I
1: did Because I, I was the only person from my group there Out mm-hmm. of Clarkson and the Navy uh, So I was able to uh, Do th- Things more on my own Which is nice I went to Chipotle more often Than we would have as a normal group <laughs> um, I went to <laughs> I I was like There's no presentations I'm interested in this afternoon so I just walk, I googled bookstores near me, Nice. found one that was a half mile away, walked to it, and it's like in this old warehouse. And it's just a door in the side of the building. There's no like storefront at all. Mm-hmm, and it just mm-hmm. says, knock loudly on the door if you want to be <laughs> let in. <laughs> so I walk up to this door and just pound on it. This like oh 80-year-old guy walks up, lets me in, and it was a great bookstore. Their selection was awesome. If I haven't said on this podcast before, my favorite publisher right now is New York Review Books. They had like they had eight different books from this publisher. I wanted to buy them all, but I didn't have enough cash. You just uh, bought one. I just bought one, and it, it's it's called Fate or Life and Fate, uh, by Vasily Grossman, which is he's like he wants it to be the War and Peace of World War Two. And he's also Russian, so I'm very excited to read it but i'm I'm reading different books right now i'll get I'll get to it um so that normally doesn't happen at conferences so that was a nice that was a nice touch nice i did have i did have to go to a like a several hour long dinner uh with the the group that I was there with in order to network and all those horrible things mm-hmm. that went that went well um in the sense that i feel like i could work for whoever nice um but it was awful um and so to to quickly respond to an email that we got from Valerie from State College i disagree with this the video the video was about uh how extroverts are second class citizens now due to the boom in support for introverts i disagree I would only agree with that video if you live your entire life on the internet. Outside of the internet, I would say the exact opposite. Mm. Everything is so, I think, skewed towards extroverts in regular life. The internet, sure, introverts got the upper hand, but like, what even is the internet? So
0: Right. Yeah. Also this week, um uh, uh-huh. or this past week. Uh well, first up I started reading Mama's book, which oh. has been great so far. Which one? Uh the first one. Okay. Hope in the Deepest Holler. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm only on chapter three. I read the first two chapters. Um I appreciated the first chapter. My favorite part was it's it's Papa's first time in Kentucky. And so mm-hmm. my favorite part was when he's, like, walking to um, – who's his name? It's Frank Dutcher's house for the first time, and he's just hoping that he can get meat and potatoes and bread and a slice of pie. And I was like, that sounds like the greatest meal of all time. I That's like, such a Perfect. Lancaster meal. I know. It was so good. But it's been really, really good to read, really fun. Also, last weekend um, – I had the pleasure of going to see the ballet, which featured many of our youth group members. Um, So that was fantastic. Um, Abby was Cinderella. Emma was the stepmother. um, Anna was the fairy godmother. And Luke and Joe got to play the ugly stepsisters. And let me tell you, they stole the show. Interesting. Um, it was <laughs> pretty hilarious. Um, uh, is,
1: there, is there words in, in this ballet?
0: No, no words. Just dance and music and gestures and actual gestures. Mm-hmm. Gestures. Yep. Um, so, yeah. No, they were all fantastic, fantastic. So, shout out to all of them. They did a fantastic job. Um, and if you ever are in Rochester when they have a ballet recital, I don't know if they call it recitals, but stop in Rochester, New Hampshire. Yeah, and if or if you're listening and you're in the area, or just go see ballets, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know where I would find my
0: nearest ballet. I don't know, but if if Northern New York is really trying to be New England. They need to have some ballets. Why
1: is ba- ballet is is widely popular?
0: I mean, have you ever heard of a ballet before? No, they're no,
1: like... no. It's just like it's not just like these these random kids that you know.
0: No, like a <laughs> lots of people do ballet. <laughs> like everybody. Mm. Interesting. I I never knew it was a thing.
1: Mm. I'm still not convinced.
0: I thought it was just for like proper English people.
1: Yeah, they're not even English people. Just Russian people and maybe the French.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, Degas
1: no. can paint them. Yeah. Uh, But, yes, I have done a lot of driving, and so I need to pack again so I can drive again. Why did you unpack? I just didn't pack enough clothes in the first place. Oh, okay. So I need to get more clothes. I guess you could repack
0: since you wore those clothes.
1: Yeah, like I'm not going to... I'm going to take them out of my bag. I'm not going to wear the same clothes again. Right. That's what I was saying. Okay.
0: (laughs) So when are you leaving?
1: uh, Tomorrow evening. Okay. I've got things to do.
0: I wasn't judging anything. I've got to
1: write my thesis proposal. Mm Mm-hmm. Though it is mostly written.
0: That's Uh, good. Yeah.
1: I have to go to two mandatory seminars. I'm not thrilled about that. No, that sounds lame. Yeah, I, I'm i uh, I'm very worried about sleeping through both of them,
0: honestly. Like, as in you won't get out of your bed, or you'll be sleeping during the No, second.
1: I will be there and sleeping. Okay, I mean, that's that what I'm fine. worried about. I, no, it, the problem is, they're both physics, and the physics room is much smaller and more well-lit than the chemistry room. And so chemistry, I sleep through those all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, Austin... Listen, yeah. Let me, have I ever told you about my high school Shakespeare class? No. I mean, yes, <laughs> but I, I sat in the very front row of that class, and let me tell you, I slept in that class. It doesn't matter how well lit the room is, no. where you're sitting. No, 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 no. You no. can always sleep no, in any it's class. Not, it's not
1: that you, I I I can't sleep because it's too well lit. It's just people will notice that I'm sleeping. <laughs>
0: No, I was never caught. No. <laughs> that, there's no way.
1: I have been giving presentations where people are sleeping. Yeah. You can so tell. I
0: mean, no,
1: you don't know how dumb you look when why you're falling was the, asleep.
0: Listen, you just sit there with your book, your hand in your book, and everybody's looking down anyways because you're just reading, right? Okay. I don't it's know. Perfect match. Midsummer's Night's nice Dream, but really <laughs> dreaming. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, uh, it happened this week sometime that the uh, Cathedral of Notre-Dame de Paris uh, was ravaged by fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Adrian, should we rebuild the Cathedral of Notre-Dame?
0: Do you want to just jump right into that question? or Yeah. Okay. Um, I go back and forth. So when I first posed this question to you, or when I first posed this topic to you, I was sitting in Milos Italian restaurant watching watching Notre Dame burn. It it was the next day, actually. So that was just the news. And I was like, maybe we should talk about this. And I didn't really have any thoughts at the time. But since then, I have gained thoughts. Okay. So I, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I don't think that... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. My, I'm just going to say that I don't think we should rebuild it.
1: Uh, Adrian, you are stealing my thunder.
0: how well, we ha- might be saying what, different things. Was,
1: no, that's what I was going to provocatively say, and
0: now you're just saying okay, it like well, it's no both, big thing. Maybe we can both provocatively say it. Fine. W- why? Why? So... Okay, so this is why I started to care about it later this week. I overheard a conversation where some people were talking and complaining about a new i don't I, i'm not a hundred percent familiar with this, but a new bill in um California that is now going to give everyone like a five hundred dollar debit card or something um let me see if I can find it.
1: So universal basic income basically.
0: Yeah, something like that um in California. And these people were complaining. Here it is. This town in California will give monthly stipends to people for $5,000. And so they were complaining that um they're not working for it, they're just they're just getting it from the taxpayer. Um, And they don't deserve this money. And complaining about how liberal California is. The next conversation following that is them then talking about how it's a travesty that Notre Dame has burned. Um, It's a priceless uh, piece of history. It needs to be preserved. Um, Isn't it wonderful that all these people are giving millions and millions of dollars to help restore this beautiful cathedral. And to me, that just like, shockingly, because I don't usually get upset, and I, did, I didn't say anything to them, but internally I was just like, what are you talking about? Like, you are, <laughs> what you have just said is that this building that, yes, is old and beautiful, and I don't want to take anything away from that and has meaning but you're saying that that is priceless but you're saying that th- these people in this town are essentially aren't priceless and that they need to i don't know and i and i know that's not exactly what they were saying but that was what i heard and that was kind mm-hmm. of like then the frustration i had is just like why are we why are we spending millions and millions of dollars to restore this building when that can be used to actually help people Um, and I I don't know I I'm not not to say that this building can't help people, Mm -hmm. but but I just don't think that it just seems like an upside down view. The perspectives have seemed to switch, and so that's kind of what I got from that conversation I heard, And, and have been thinking about with this whole idea of should we rebuild? Should we restore? um Mm -hmm. should we bring it back
1: uh well so in general i think we should uh but i was going to say that we shouldn't because uh, conditionally i don't think that we should rebuild notre dame as a symbol of france or as a um a testament to western civilization or as a a model like a as a historical landmark or anything. Um, because I don't, that, that's not what Notre Dame is. Mm-hmm. Um, let me try to find Macron's, uh, statement about Notre Dame.
0: The prime minister of France?
1: Um, I don't know if he's the prime minister or not, but he is the leader of France. Um, so,
0: th- th- it might be a president actually. Is that what you're yeah.
1: saying? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, because in his his statements about uh, about Notre Dame I was very upset uh because he said so many things about it but he never said it was a church and that that frustrated me a lot because like it exists because it's a church not because it's all these things that it does represent um but it exists first and foremost as a church and so we like that's if it is just um if it's just the things that it symbolizes i say why bother rebuilding it Mm -hmm. um because like i don't want to say who cares about france but who cares about france
0: I mean a lot of people care about France.
1: Lots of French people do, but like I don't know, that that seems like a a less important uh reason to rebuild it. I mean, to what me. if
0: what if like the White House burned down? Okay? Would you think that we should I'm not saying that these two things are on par. I'm just trying to think of something American, right? Right. You no, s- but would I you say I think that we, we should, should rebuild it.
1: Yeah, sure, but we should rebuild it knowing what it is so to me, what's
0: your frustration
1: they're rebuilding it as a symbol of france and not as a church i mean is that surprising to you no but it, that's why that's why see that's why i wanted to be provocative and say they shouldn't rebuild it because if it's just a symbol of france then it's that's a completely different thing than notre dame
0: well, okay. So I could argue so so you want to rebuild it because it's church. Um no, I want to rebuild
1: it for all of those reasons. But first and foremost because
0: it's uh you know, a great church. Right. Are you are you going to find that clip or should I go on? I'm I am trying to find it, but it was it's going very poorly. Okay. I I had another thought, too, that goes along with it being a church, but which may go back. So I was thinking yesterday, yesterday when we were having community group and we were praying afterwards. And I was thinking about how on Easter during on Saturday or Sunday, rather, the curtain in the temple was ripped in two and so then the holy of holies is now everywhere and god's I mean, presence was, is everywhere that was that was friday friday saturday one of the sometime on easter friday friday and so then i was thinking about notre dame burning and and how it's like maybe we shouldn't rebuild it because that's just another way of us trying to keep god captured into a temple rather uh, obviously this is all very symbolic right but but i think there is something about i don't know maybe i don't appreciate beautiful cathedrals and churches enough but i don't want to think that only god's presence can be in those places Because I think that takes away from the work that Christ did um, and allowing God's presence and like bringing God's presence everywhere, not just in the temple or just in the cathedrals, but in us and through us.
1: Um, I I don't think that's the point of churches, but
0: I agree. I, I don't think it should be the point of churches, but I think that's the fear that I have that people think that that is the point of churches. Oh, that may be true. Right? And so, like, I don't want to... I don't want to re... I don't I want to reinforce this belief that only God's presence can be in these buildings because that's not true.
1: Um, Yeah. But, I, I, like, I, I don't know. that. I would say that people are rebuilding it it to me it's just like gutting it of all churchness. I see
0: what you're just,
1: saying. Just in the way people talk about it.
0: So they're they're rebuilding it as a symbol of France. Yeah. Rather than a church. Yeah. Uh,
1: but like I think I think in general that it should be rebuilt. Um because I I I think Notre Dame is it like transcends us right now. How do you mean? Um, like I mean it's it, it's older than anyone.
0: Uh huh. It like I don't forget how old it
1: is, but it's like six hundred years old.
0: Yeah, I think it's older than that. So I think they started construction in eleven hundred and finished in thirteen hundred.
1: So it's like a thousand years old. Yeah. And so and even the two hundred years it took to build it outlived everyone who ever started working on it right and so to me i think w- what that represents for us um like notre dame itself can be a a reminder that uh, we are not central to the narrative as we were saying yesterday or as i would say we are not the our individual plot lines are is less important than how we participate in the theme of of resurrection mm-hmm. and so redemption both
0: yeah
1: um and so notre dame in its oldness and in its transcendence i think should be a reminder of that to us it's like I was just reading an article about the 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 book that just won the Pulitzer Prize for for fiction. I think it's called The Overgrowth, mm-hmm. and the author was just he was just flabbergasted seeing redwoods, um, and that's kind of what this book is about, uh, because redwoods are hundreds of years old. Like the oldest trees that are alive are thousands of years old, mm-hmm. and so to him. Realizing that and seeing that in these redwood trees, um, like forced that grappling with this world is so not me-centered, and so I think I think that is part of the majesty of Notre Dame. Like just a fraction of it, but that's that's an important part that I feel like. We're missing in the way that we talk about Notre Dame. It, it's it's so like, what does this mean to us right now? Not like, I I, I want to see us rebuild Notre Dame as a as a preservation of the work that happened a thousand years ago to glorify God. It so then we we come together with the the church victorious. To be the represent representative of the body of Christ throughout history, um, that we come united, and so we can we can reestablish Notre Dame as a place of worship, um, recognizing the people that came before us, and hopefully preserving that and passing that on to the people who come after us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that this. This time isn't – it's not about, like, us rebuilding Notre Dame, but it's about the the lasting strength of Notre Dame, like its own resilience, um, as it's been, you know, resilient
0: through the last thousand years. Mm Yeah. Yeah no i think that I think that's fair i think yeah i i guess my uh, my question to that then is is mm-hmm. why so so why was it built in the first place if if we want to continue this this resiliency or this victory or whatever if we want to continue that why was it built in the first place, and is that why we're rebuilding it now are we are we continuing that
1: no and so that's that's what i'm worried about like notre dame is a place to worship god like it is a church Mm. and so i worry in that rebuilding it it would it would take that history and change it to be something it's not um and so going forward it's about how France is rebuilding it, this symbol of itself. Mhm. And so Notre Dame becomes subsumed by Frenchness. Um and not that the the church is superseding the nation mm-hmm. or the the individuals or um time
0: right and and that and and that's maybe it's not exactly, but that's why I am concerned about the money aspect of it is 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 why are we putting this much money into this if the end goal isn't to then give that money back to the community to help the poor, the widows, and the orphans, which I'm assuming that was part of its job originally right was to to care the the role of the church was to care for these people, and so if we can raise. Millions and millions of dollars to rebuild this monument. In the the saying, it's because it's a church, but really because it's France. Why why aren't we raising this money for to to the the spirit of Notre Dame can live on by the way that we act and the things that we do. That doesn't have to be contained to a building. Yes, I I I mean I don't really have a problem with the idea of rebuilding it i just don't want to like it, it doesn't sit right with me to think about how much we're willing to put into a, a historical building and not care about the people not only in paris and france but just around the world like mm-hmm. it, we're no longer when notre dame was first built the world's very small and so it did impact just that area maybe but now the world is in some ways is so much small is even is just as small but it encapsulates so much mm-hmm. i don't know i just want to see i just want to see it, yeah if we can raise that much money for a building why can't we raise that much money for humanity i don't i don't know mm,
1: well i i would say we can and people do it's just it's 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 a lot easier to raise money for a specific instance than it is to, cause some problems it's, it's a lot easier to just throw money at and they will be solved such as the restoration of Notre Dame. Right. Um, whereas like ending global hunger is a, is a much harder problem. Um, and so it's, it's not as easy to just throw money at and the problem goes away because it's, it's not really about money. It's about distribution and, um, like, integration of systems. Uh, so that would be my, my first argument. But I, I, I get your point. And I was also – so the week before this week, like, three churches, like, historically black, black churches were burned um, by this arson – somewhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. And so as I was seeing this news coverage of this happening uh, for Notre Dame, I was like, hmm, it's interesting that uh, we heard like nothing about these, you know, black churches burning, which is is like an unfair comparison uh, in some ways because right. Notre Dame is a much more world." You know, kind of thing, as opposed to churches that most people have never been to. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I do think that we can lose people in the spectacle of of churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will say, so I read a book by Henry Nowen, uh some time ago, and I forget what it was called it was either the wounded healer or something else <laughs> and he said he said in it that we need to resist the temptation to be relevant which i thought was really challenging um and, and by that he means that the the gospel is the help that we give first and foremost and so We should risk the temptation to say, am I really helping anyone by doing this? Um, Wouldn't it be better if I was uh, giving them food or clothing them? Not that those things are bad, uh, but his point is that the gospel is more important. So I agree that most people are giving to Notre Dame not to demonstrate uh, their sacrificial love to the glory of God. Mm hmm But I think giving to that can be a demonstration of our sacrifice to the glory of God. Um, Like giving of ourselves uh, in service to God. Mm -hmm. It can be that. I think it is largely not. um, So those would be my two arguments. It's a lot easier to throw money at Notre Dame. And it can be a, a, a representation of our, our willing, our willingness to put God and His glory before us.
0: Yeah, I, I will counter, argue, or it's not really an argue, it's just discussion. But so, I, I agree, it is possible that you can give money to this as a representation of you know whatever you'd said, but I also am fearful that we give money to it and as an excuse or as a to make ourselves feel better saying hey i'm giving money to the glory of god Mm -hmm. um this past sunday um ian preached on the widow who gave the two coins Mm -hmm. and so the verse says the the religious leaders were giving out of their out of their excess where she was giving all that she had. And so like in some ways this feels like that that they're giving out of their excess, right? Mm-hmm. And and not really giving all that they have. And so it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I have an extra, you know, however much money. I can give it to Notre Dame. No big deal." Mm-hmm. But what but what the widow shows is that she gives out of her poverty. She's not only and and what Ian was stressing too is she could have just given one coin right. She all she has is two coins, two half pennies. She could just give one, but she gives all of it. Um, and I highly recommend listening to a sermon if you get a chance, because um, I thought it was excellent. But how I don't I don't want to get caught in the comfortableness of saying of giving out of my excess. Mm-hmm. um i want to and that's obviously it's not just money that jesus is talking about either he's using that as an example but i don't want to just be comfortable with that or feel feel like convince myself and lie to myself that that is what god's asking for he's really asking for both of our last two half pennies when that's all that we have which i agree is maybe a little Side tangent from the idea of Notre Dame, but I, I don't think entirely.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. I. Yeah. People like. I don't know. People are always going to use things to be, because so. There's a. It's pretty well established that people do things and then. Use the that as an excuse to do worse things later. I was thinking about it uh, today as I was uh, I was driving here, and it is to me it's it's embarrassing to us as a species that closing a single lane of traffic just causes us to come to a literal walking pace uh-huh. uh, as drivers. Like it's not it's not a hard problem to solve. Like. We should be able to not go under the lowest speed of, a, of any car. Like, so say you're on a road that is 65 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. For example, 81 going north uh, from Harrisburg. Yep. And so the minimum speed of a car on 81 is probably going to be 63, 64 – no, like 54 in a work zone. Mm-hmm. So we're in a work zone. We should be able to go 54. Everybody go 54 through this single lane of traffic. But no, we can't. We, we all, like, we come to a literal standstill. And so this is embarrassing to me. Uh, and I think it's embarrassing to us as, as people. And mm-hmm. I, I think, like, the solution to it is be as generous as possible. Like, or be, like, as generous as you ought to be. Okay. Um. What do you mean? The solution is everyone stays in two lanes as for as long as possible and then you merge whoop, 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 whoop. Zipper know. style. Huh?
0: Zipper style. What did you say? Zipper? Like jacket? Dipper? Zipper?
1: Zipper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> got it. Um, but yes. Um, yeah, zipper style. And so you let you just let the person go. But no, the people who are in the left lane, assuming the right lane of traffic is being closed, Mm -hmm. are all full of self-righteous indignation. They're like, no, I did my dues. (laughs) I was in this left lane for the last two and a half miles. I deserve this spot. These free grifters don't get anything from me. And that causes all kinds of disruption. Like the reason you're sitting at a standstill in the left lane is because of people like you not letting in the people from the right lane. Mm-hmm. So that the the solution to the problem is just to be generous, and so you're using your your good act of getting into the left lane as an excuse to not do a good turn later in life, and then that makes everything far worse for everyone on the on the on the freeway. And so I agree that does happen with people giving to charity, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't give to Notre Dame. No, Uh,
0: and I'm not necessarily saying we shouldn't either. I I don't think I will choose to personally um, mm -hmm. because I think my money is better spent elsewhere. Um, So I guess maybe I disagree, but I I don't know. I, I fear that we have created a culture of giving out of our excess and thinking that's what Christ is asking for. Um, yeah. And I think that that's detrimental. And I I think that whether I, you know, realize it or not, have that underlying in my life. I don't know, I was very convicted on Sunday. Because it's like, wow, I don't even think about that. I, I do give out of my excess, whether it's, money or time or whatever
1: oh i constantly feel like i'm not doing enough so
0: well i think that we need to have grace for ourselves because i also think that i'm not doing enough but i don't think that that's means i need to do more um what
1: i don't it just it seems to be contradictory
0: well i mean i get you that, but, uh, it, but 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 so I mean I think it still goes with it, right? It's not God's not asking for us to do more. He's asking for us to give up ourselves, and so I think that I, I don't think that that means doing more.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't. I, you know what I mean?
1: Um, I don't think it necessarily means, or it necessarily doesn't mean doing.
0: I don't think it necessarily doesn't mean doing more either, but I think doing more implies that I am, I am the do, I am the doing. It, it puts it on me, right? If I'm going to do more, I need to give up of my plans. And if God has more for me to do, then yeah, that's great. He's going to do it. But it's not me choosing to do more. It's God giving me more to do. As I give up myself and my control. Hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've kind of been thinking about that too and how do I give up more? But then also how do I hear from God more in order to be able to know what are the things that I should be doing, whether it's the same things or more things or different things or whatever. And then I in some ways I don't think it's about doing more. It's about how can we allow God to work in the the things that we're doing even more? I guess if that makes sense.
1: Mhm. So how do we better participate in the work of Christ? Mhm.
0: Was that a question or a statement?
1: No, nope, that was a that was. I'm I'm still trying to. Was that to, a softball? No, 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 no. That's me trying to assert my my interpretation of
0: last week. I'm I I I don't have any problem with your interpretation. I, I, as we talked about earlier, I think we were arguing the same thing. We just had slight variations on. Mm-hmm. I think we were trying to emphasize slightly different things, but the idea of what we were saying behind story and theme was the same idea.
1: Hmm. But anyway, I'm very tired and I need to pack to leave. So let's wrap this up. Bring on the. Do you have, any the, Do you have recommendations?
0: Um, My recommendation for today and for this weekend, actually, because it's Easter weekend, um, I was recommended um, by my friend, Dave, to listen to Resurrection Letters, Volume 1 or something like that. Let me um, by Andrew Peterson, Andrew Peterson, Resurrection Letters um it's an album basically all about easter time um his most famous um his most famous uh, song from that is called is he worthy um and it's just kind of a great um great call and response where he it's like he's speaking to the the audience and saying all of these attributes of god and all of these attributes of christ and and what do we what do we long for um and we respond, you know he is worthier we do want these things we do um, he also there's uh, the other one that I enjoyed was um remember me it's it's basically like going through Jesus on the cross and his conversation with the the um, what what was his thief. the thief, um, and going through Jesus's last words on the cross. Um, I will say he. There, I don't really know how to explain it, um, other than it's kind of just like a little bit of like. Cheesy is the word I want to use. It's not cheesy. Because what he's saying is, is all very good. So that part's not cheesy, but lyrically and like or not lyrically, sorry, musically and his like vocals even sounds almost like too classic Christian y. I don't know if that like makes campy? any sense. Kind of I don't know. you just have to listen to not, listen not to...
1: like in the sense of like a summer camp, but like yeah.
0: camp. Yeah. Like I I don't know, it just it it doesn't it sounds more like 90s early 2000s worship and less of like the classic new like Bethel type thing so it feels a little bit behind the times
1: 90s if, early 2000 worship music is the is the definitive worship music so
0: right 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 i'm not saying anything against that but if if you i don't know i, I But it's great. I think it's fantastic. If you can get past his voice, which maybe you not won't like, I think it's fine. Um, Mm -hmm. But listen to the lyrics because it's full of scripture and truth, and yeah, it's just really good.
1: Well, I would say go to church, but
0: (laughs) what to be full? Uh... That's your recommendation, or well.
1: I mean, if we're trying to do things that are full of scripture and the truth, might as well just go to church. You know, yeah, but I mean, I can't it, go to church f-
0: while I'm working. You know.
1: You can. Um, I listened to uh, to Amos Lee. Yeah. I thought it was okay.
0: Of course, classic Adrian hi- overhypes it.
1: No, I don't know. I just I I thought it was very like. Normal. Again. Like I, I never felt surprised by things he said. You know.
0: Okay. But you didn't think it was that, it was good enough to write home about. Um. Yeah, I guess. If you, I'll be i mean,
1: a, I'm okay with being a buzzkill.
0: Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't like it, then you don't need to. I mean.
1: Um. But I did. I did lots of other things uh so yesterday and today i was i was at i was leaving this conference and i was like you know what i just want to listen to uh old classic crime and amberlynn on the way home so Mm -hmm. i did and so i would recommend listening to a band that you really loved as a teenager but haven't listened to in for a long time um because hopefully you still know all the words um and it's just a fun time.
0: Yeah.
1: And you'll like you'll look at the songs differently. Um hopefully uh I I would be I don't know, I'd be worried about myself if I looked at the songs identically to as I did when <laughs> I was a teenager. Um
0: yeah, hope, hopefully we've grown a little.
1: Yeah. Uh but and th- and then so I also uh, today I finished the fellowship, as I was coming back to Potsdam. The fellowship nice. is great. Um, Adrian, don't let don't let any haters tell you that the Zach that George R. R. Martin is the better version of fantasy. That's just wrong. Uh, he's the. He's I did the, not say that. I know that's what I said. I'm, this oh, okay. is uh, this is rebutting Zach. Okay. George or er, Tolkien did it first and did it best. Um, I don't know. Every it's just everything is so much more coherent and working in harmony. I think in the Lord of the Rings than other fantasy. Um, and so then I also finished this book called the. Um, I think it's the incredible or the, um, it's the some unbearable lightness of being, uh, by some person named, hold on, I'm about to find it, Milan Kundera, who is Czech. Uh, but it was really good. So, uh it was it's it's largely inspired by to me it seemed largely inspired by tolstoy mm-hmm. but in a very different way it like his point ends up being pretty tolstoyan um and that we just need to like relax and enjoy the simple things in life um and so also he, he is very aware that he's inspired by Tolstoy. Uh one of the, their one of the characters' dogs is named Karenin, uh though it's a woman. <laughs> uh and as we all know, Karenin is Anna Karenina's right. husband. Uh his name if anyone knows his first name, hats off
0: to them. Is it um Sergey. gay,
1: no, but that was a great guess.
0: Thank you uh, I don't know Seaguard.
1: No, that was a far <laughs> worse guess. It's Alexi anyway oh. uh, so it follows these four characters who are all related not they're not related, but they like interweave through each other's lives, and so I couldn't forget out who the main character was for a while because. Every time I thought this person was going to be the main character, it would just totally switch focus to this next person down the line. Uh, But But then it's kind of interesting, though. No, it was, and it was great. My favorite part of the book is a short dictionary of misunderstood terms. And so two of the characters, Sabina and Franz, are now uh, in a relationship late in each other's lives. And so each of them have Totally different meanings and associations established with words, mm-hmm. and then they they use them in the way they mean them, and then not knowing that the other means them in a completely different way and understands those words in a completely different way. I think that's that's a really
0: it's so true. So kind of like all the best scenes in Arrested Development.
1: Yeah, but but more profound. It's not just like they misunderstand. Like they someone thinks the facts are this way right, and right. someone else thinks the facts are the other way. It's just like their understanding of the world and this word and their their associations with that word are completely different. And mm-hmm. so there's just more profound misunderstanding between them. Right. Um, and so it's also, it's kind of about eternal recurrence and in the Nietzschean sense, but about how unique life is in the way that it only happens once. Um, and so there's a unbearable lightness of being uh, because it only happens once. Hmm. And that, by the way, that is also a Tolstoy quote. In the Constance Garnett version, as Prince Andre is lying, staring at the, the infinite expanse of the sky, he, he thinks about the strange lightness of being. He's. You're supposed to think he's dying at the time, so. But he's. Spoilers, dying. no. Mm. Uh. So th- it was good. Um. It's weird. Oh. Also. So. If anyone wants to do this sometime, feel free. Uh. Someone texted me this week and was like, "Hey, Austin, do you have any recommendations for books?" And I was like, "Absolutely, I do." I have so many recommendations for books, but he wanted recommendations for books that were readable to the normal reader, which is limiting. Um, I'm,
0: I'm glad that he limited it to that. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, but I was still excited, though. I got to recommend so many great books. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm always happy to
0: recommend books. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, if you need recommendations or to- have topics for us to talk about... You can email us at, and when I say I mean at com, nope, and at when g- I say g-mail. I mean com. at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we will hopefully we'll
1: answer them more at more length than we did for Valerie. But thank you for your questions.
0: Yep, yep. Anything else?
1: Nope. Have a blessed Easter.
0: Mm hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Have a great. Uh, celebration of i always think we should have more days off for this than we do for christmas but
1: i absolutely agree that's remember that's why my calendar is great
0: yeah that's true
1: that's one of the one of the many <laughs> reasons speaking of which I, so i'm driving through e-town again and i'm like mm-hmm. man with my dictator powers i'm going to fix another intersection <laughs> you know that intersection that's right in right before hassa's
0: uh, the one right before it, as if you're going into, into E-Town?
1: No, no, no. You're leaving like E-Town the one by... going towards Hosses. It's that T-intersection.
0: Oh, the one where for some reason that green arrow yes. Goes, yes. turns
1: off? I will use my dictator of the world powers to make that green arrow stay on constantly because uh, <laughs> you should never have to not, you should always be able to just vroom, go yep. right turn on that without ever stopping. Yeah. But there's like three seconds where you have to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've stopped for those three seconds and always been like, this is dumb. I shouldn't have to do this. Yep. And so that is my fifth act as dictator of the world. There we go. That's great.
0: Well, apart from that enjoy easter yep um enjoy it whether you're with your family or your church family or all of the above or none of the above
1: or alone that i really like that about there's one prayer that we pray for the people who like are in our lives and for those who are alone i think it's really really touching
0: it is it kind of makes me very sad
1: it does no it does but i'm glad we're still praying for them mhm
0: Anyway. All right. We will see you next week.
1: Happy Easter.